0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Longshots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I 270 and MD85 in Frederick, right next to Longshots off track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Welcome back to Bay Takes Podcast. My name is Mikey.
0: And I'm Gus. And today we've got a quick NFL game pick segment and then we're going to get into some NBA teams that we are excited about or maybe we're worried for uh, heading into the rest of the season after, what, five games for most teams, four games, five games. Uh, You know, obviously they can be overreactions, but... I think a lot of these takes might age well, they might age poorly, and we might look stupid and we might look really smart, so I think it would be a really interesting episode.
2: Alright, so starting with the NFL, um, first game on the slate is a, uh, it's an overseas game in London in a neutral zone. It is the Denver Broncos at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are two and a half point
0: favorites. I'm going to pick the Jaguars. Look, I... The Jaguars are better than their record shows, and the Broncos are... They have. I just don't know. There's just too much going on there. I get the Broncos are probably a popular upset pick, but I mean, I can't bet on Russell Wilson right now.
2: I think the Jaguars are also going to win this game. I think that they should have beat the Giants, and the Giants just keep getting these fourth-quarter comebacks, and they've been down and almost... We'll talk about the Giants later. Um, but yeah, they should have won that game, and Travis Etienne fumbled on the one-yard line. If he doesn't do that, they win that game. So um, give me the Jaguars, especially because... Russell Wilson clearly needs the high knees to be able to be in shape for this game. Next game we have is the Chicago Bears playing at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are nine and a half point favorites.
0: Not too much explanation here. Give me the Cowboys. Bears had a great game last week, but the Cowboys are a better team.
2: Yeah, I think the Bears game was definitely a fluke. I don't think Justin Fields is that good and he won't be able to escape Micah Parsons um, as much as he was against the Patriots. Next game, we have the Las Vegas Raiders playing at the New Orleans Saints. Must-win games for both of these teams. I think if they both don't win, um, they probably won't make the playoffs. Um, And the Raiders are one-point favorites on the road.
0: I don't know what the Saints are cooking, but starting Andy Dalton willingly over Jameis Winston, I know Jameis wasn't great. What's the
2: injuries as well, probably?
0: I mean, yeah, but they said he's healthy and he's still not going to be the starter, so... I don't know. Saints maybe are going into tank mode, in and but I don't know why they would do it. Their division is bad. Anyways, I'm taking the Raiders. Give me Josh Jacobs. They've been riding him, and he's been really, really
2: good. Yeah, I really like the Raiders in this spot as well. Um, I think that they they're also another team that's way better than the record shows. If I were to take a team to um, win way more games than they did and flip their season upside down, I would definitely take the Raiders. I think the run game is really good, um, and they've lost a lot of one score games. So give me the Raiders. Next game we have is Carolina Panthers playing at the Atlanta Falcons. The Carolina Panthers are four-point dogs um, after their huge win against the Bucks. Who do you have?
0: Um, this one's really hard for me. I do kind of have a feeling that Atlanta will win, but you know what? I don't know. This this coaching change in Carolina seems to have reinvigorated the squad. Deontay Foreman's been running better than anyone I've ever seen off an Achilles injury. Um four years ago or something like that i'll take the panthers give me the panthers
2: something really interesting about this game is that the point total is only 41 which i'm assuming is probably one of the lowest of the week um and this is just because both these offenses you know starting a backup quarterback and marcus Mariota being probably the worst i don't know he attempts like 10 passes per game so um yeah it's really interesting to see this point total so low um but I'll take the Atlanta Falcons in this game. It's just I don't want to see the Carolina Panthers being the number one team in their division when they're clearly tanking. So um, just because I want to see the Atlanta Falcons win, give me them. Um, next game, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers playing at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are 10 and a half point favorites at home. Undefeated record. Next game. We have the Miami Dolphins playing at the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions are 3.5 dogs at home. Um, yeah, who do you have in this game?
0: Uh, you know, it's weird. They're undefeated with Tua, the Dolphins are. I think they're going to stay undefeated with Tua. Give me the Dolphins. I do like the lines with DeAndre Swift coming back, but I don't know, man. Tua just looked really good this year when he has what wasn't great last week, but I think he'll be better this week.
2: Yeah, especially because of um, Amon Ra's injuries, and I, I just don't really trust their offense anymore. I think that they had some like fluky scoring the most in the league. Um, But yeah, give me the Dolphins in this game. But although I would like to see the Dolphins trade for a running back or get somebody else because I don't think... Chase Edmonds has been bad catching the ball, which is the only thing what he about can Raheem do. Moster? Raheem Mostert? Raheem Mostert cannot break tackles. He literally, every time he gets touched, he gets he falls to the ground. So I you want
0: them to have a power back? Like yeah, they
2: like need that. a power back bad, badly. I think they should have kept Sonny Michel. I don't know why they got rid of him. Because
0: he's not that good. <laughs> but Sonny
2: Michel's got to be better than what they have right now. All right, now we have the uh, Arizona Cardinals playing at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are, I think they're on a five-game win streak, something like that. Um, but yeah, the Vikings look really good uh, recently. And they're only three and a half, point favorites at home Who do you have in this game
0: it's a weird line but uh, it's the vikings are just a better football team they've been playing really well they've been winning close games this year they've had more luck in close games compared to last season where they were really really bad in one score games um i think they had 11 one score games and they lost the majority of them so give me the vikings
2: um i'll take the arizona cardinals in this game i think that deandre hopkins makes kyler murray look a lot better and despite having injuries to marquise brown i think <laughs> deandre hopkins is such a big upgrade and Honestly, I can't lie to you. I think Eno you know, Benjamin might be a better running back than James Conner, and James Conner isn't playing in this game. So overall No he might
0: be, he might be. He practiced he, today and yesterday.
2: Oh are you sure? I just yeah. saw a report that he wasn't spotted at practice.
0: Oh, I the sleeper reports. I don't know. Well if James Connor I don't really think it has it,
2: it, I don't it. think that has an impact on the game, but um yeah, give me the Arizona Cardinals as um underdogs on the road. Next game, we have the New Orleans, uh, ooh, not the, the New England Patriots playing at the New York Giants. They are three-point. New York point- Jets. New York Jets. <laughs> Jesus, this has been a long day. Um, and they are three-point favorites on the road. Who do you have in this
0: game? Look, I don't want to be a homer, but give me the New England Patriots, man. This line shouldn't be in their favor on the road by this much, but it is. And the Patriots have been really good historically against young quarterbacks. I think they beat Justin Herbert, like, 45-0 last year or something like that. uh. And I just, like, against rookie quarterbacks, young, against young quarterbacks, Bill Belichick knows what to do. Zach Wilson has not been great. They're not going to have Brees Hall. Uh, I, I just like the Patriots all around in this game.
2: Yeah, if you look at efficiencies overall, you might think, like, oh, by fantasy, like, James uh, James Robinson has had, like, good games in the past. And, you know, like, um, sometimes Michael Carver can look efficient. In DVOA, like, both of those running backs are bottom of the league. I think they might be, even be, like, in the 40s overall in running backs. Um, and Brees Hall was top 10 in almost every category rushing. And now that they have, they're going to have to focus more on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, probably bottom three. So if they don't have anything on offense, I mean, their defense can hold the Patriots to some points, but the Ramadre Stevenson's look really good. They're going to put up at least 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 points. And I just don't see the, the Jets being able to go over 15. So yeah, give me the Patriots on the road. Next game, we have the Tennessee Titans playing at the Houston Texans. The Tennessee Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites despite having a pretty good season with all their injuries.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I honestly like Davis Mills. I think he's a big-time competitor, not a terrible passer, but not great. And he looked pretty solid last week besides that one really bad pick, six. But, look, the Titans are the better football team. And at this point, I cannot justify picking the Houston Texans in any game right now.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely not taking the Texans in this game. I like the Titans, and I like them to win by a lot more than three points. I don't know why the line's so low. Next point, uh, next game, probably one of the biggest games of the week. We have, it's crazy. I don't know if I would say that's going into the season. The New York Giants playing on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. See, uh, the Seahawks are three-point uh, three favorites at home. I think being at home, though, probably adds, like, six points just because it's so hard to play in Seattle. Um, but who do you have in this game?
0: Look, I, I, you and I, and especially you, have been really low on the Giants, even with their wins. Um, you know, all the statistics and, and chants say that eventually they should regress to the mean with all these one-score wins and these close games. But at a certain point, I just can't keep picking against them. And number two, this feels like one of those seasons. Sometimes teams get into seasons where it's just like they have some magic. And they have the Giants have some magic right now. I'm not betting against the Daniel Jones magic. Give me the Giants.
2: Yeah, I think as we just talked about, like the Titans, right? I feel like the Giants are like the Titans of last year. It's like a team that's like, they're winning games. We don't know why, but they're winning games. And I think they have a little bit better of an explanation just because, you know, you look at both of those teams, right? Like Mike Vrabel and Brian Dable, amazing uh, offensive-minded coaches. And I think that, you know, um, I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks in this game. I think that the Giants' run defense, I think, is ranked in like the 20s. Um and the one thing that the Seattle Seahawks do really well. Well, I guess Geno Smith's also been really good, but without DK Metcalf, I think that's gonna go down down a little bit. I think Kenneth Walker is a really, really good, probably top ten running back. So overall just give me the Seattle Seahawks, although this is definitely gonna be a close one. And I do not want to bet on the Seahawks in the, in the fourth quarter against the Giants. Next game we have the Washington's Commanders on the road um in Indianapolis, and they are two and a half point dogs. Who do you have in this game?
0: Uh, look, I just, I mean, you're going know, to get Sam Ellinger in there, maybe change things up. I'm not going to bet on a, a quarterback in his very first game that I've really seen him in. And honestly, Taylor Heineke, for how bad he sometimes is, also sometimes plays really well, and, and they just find ways. They just beat the Packers. and know the Packers haven't looked good, but I want to bet against Commanders in this game. I'm going to take Washington on the road.
2: Yeah, I also like Washington. Um, I want to see Taylor Heineke in some blue and white sneakers next week, so give me the Washington Commanders. Next, we have the San Francisco 49ers playing on the road in uh, Levi's South um, against the L.A. Rams. Um, they are one-and-a-half-point favorites because they are 8-0 of the last times they've played the Rams. Who do you have in this game?
0: I'll take the Rams. Um, I don't like the Rams, but Debo's out, and the Niners just – I don't know, man. I just don't I just don't know. I, I like the Rams. McVay coming off a bye. I mean, that's you. You, you go with your. because I'm going to take the Rams in this game.
2: Yeah, I also like the Rams in this game, and although we like to be 49ers homers as much as possible because we love the 49ers, but um, I think that if you look at like games without like Kyle Juszczyk, I know it's really random, but his pass blocking is so good, and it, it limits a lot of the things they can do, um, both in the ground game and throwing the ball, more so throwing the ball. Um, and without Debo as well, I mean, yes, you have Christian McCaffrey, who's probably equally as good in an open field as Debo is. But i just don't like this matchup i don't like giving mcveigh a week to prepare against you if anybody can do it better it's mcveigh to call some crazy plays and you saw what the 49ers did last week they had the worst defensive performance they probably had in like a year or two like it, it was terrible what we saw last week so um i don't trust the 49ers at all uh give me the rams next game we have the green bay packers playing on the road against buffalo Uh, Buffalo is 11-point favorites. Who do you have in this game? This would be
0: a crazy thing if the Packers were to win, and I'm tempted to pick them, but I'm not picking against Josh Allen right now. He is on fire, coming off a bye. I expect him to be just as good. Give me the Bills.
2: Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers needs to just chill his ego a little bit. I think that he's blaming too many other people, and he's made a lot of bad throws and careless errors, and I think that his... He needs to be a better leader, um, especially with a a lot of young guys. So until I see that, I don't want to say the Packers are going to win any games at all because they're just looking terrible. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Last game of the week, we had the Cincinnati Bengals playing on the road against the Cleveland Browns. The Cincinnati Bengals are three-and-a-half-point favorites despite Jamar Chase getting injured. Who do you have in this
0: game? Yeah, no Jamar Chase. That's really the big storyline in this game. But Joe Burrow has looked otherworldly since week one or week two. He just looked really, really good. I think he's ascending towards MVP candidate status if Josh Allen somehow falls off. Also because of the
2: losses that they've had or, like, one score games, they been terrible. Yeah,
0: given the supporting cast and stuff, I mean, Burrow has been truly fantastic. Um, And I think he can do it without Chase, and I think we're going to see him do it without Chase. I know he's not going to be as good, but... I mean the way he shredded that defense last week for atlanta was craziness and he probably could have set the passing yards record if they had kept him in but uh or if they'd let him throw the ball at least but it, yeah i mean they've been throwing it more and it's been working give me the Bengals.
2: honestly i'm gonna take the cleveland browns i think that they actually didn't look that bad and if it weren't for like a pass interference call on mark cooper that was so stupid it, it was one of the worst calls i've seen in a while they would have beat the ravens
0: so. and they also they also had like the offsides thing that literally didn't happen The Browns didn't jump at all and two Ravens jumped off sides on a field goal and they called a false start yeah I I don't know I
2: I like the Browns in this game I Nick Chubb has looked so good all year and as much as I love Saquon it's undoubtable that they are one and two or neck and neck to be the best running back in football Um, and I don't really have any much else to say besides that because Joe Burrows looks so good Um, but you know with the injury to Jamar Chase just give me that little edge um, and give me the Browns although I love T Higgins um, and I think T. Higgins can easily explode. All right, well, that cuts it for um, NBA or for NFL. Let's move to NBA. Let's take a little break first. All right, we want to talk about our team that we are really, really high on and low on in both conferences. So starting off with the Western Conference, Gus Bailey, who is your team that through the first five or six games of the NBA season, you look at and you are really, really high on for the rest of the season?
0: You know, I don't want to say it, but it's the Memphis Grizzlies. The way that John Morant has played, if he's healthy, he's a top five candidate for MVP without a doubt. He's scoring the ball at an unbelievable rate. His three point shot has looked better, I think. Um, And if he can make the three not something where he's just taking it because defenses are giving it to him, and actually something where that's something he's going to try to get because he's really a plus three-point shooter. I just don't see a way to stop him because he's virtually unguardable in one-on-one situations off the dribble, and he can elevate over anybody. He's just playing ridiculous basketball on the offensive side right now, and we've got Jaron Jackson not even there yet. If Jaron Jackson gets back and is playing good basketball... I would like to see Jaron Jackson not be the not be one of the top three options for this team. I wanna see it be John Morant, and when it's not John Morant, I wanna see it De- be Desmond Bain. And besides that, I just want to be role players. And if it's not the role players, then it can be Jaron. But I don't like Jaron's offensive game that much. I think he's really inefficient besides free throw shooting. Um, and I think he fouls a lot defensively, but he's such a great defender and so talented and so, so impactful. So when he comes back, they're going to be even better, I think. But let him focus on the defensive side of the ball and be one of the most impactful defenders in the NBA, and let Steven Adams and, and Santi Aldama, who's been weirdly impactful, and, and Ja and Desmond Bain, just, just carry you to what hope likely, not hopefully because I'm a Warriors fan, likely will be one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Ja is just unbelievable, and Desmond Bain is one of the most efficient and probably underrated players in the entire NBA. What
2: well, I think it's really interesting about this team is that these like random guys that they just picked that everyone was down on, they're like, who is that guy, why are you taking him in the draft? These guys are like playing really well um, in like to fill in for um, Jaron Jackson Jr. and some of their other injuries. I think it's interesting that a lot of these guys were like, the, the Grizzlies can't get any better. They had such a good season last year with a bunch of players that we've never heard of before. There's no way these guys repeat. And a lot of these guys are playing really well. I think Santi Aldama has one of the highest minutes on the team, which is crazy to me. Um, but yeah, overall, I definitely agree with you. I think the Grizzlies are going to be just as good as they were last year. My team in the Western Conference is the New Orleans Pelicans. And this is something that Gus and I were, I think, both of our picks for like the biggest breakout team going into the season. And um, they're 3-1 with injuries to Zion Williamson and Brendan Ingram. Like, this team is really deep. Guys like Trey Murphy look absolutely amazing. Um, I just think they're... I don't think there's a better lineup construction overall than the Pelicans in the NBA.
0: And we really haven't seen much Dyson Daniels either. Um, yeah, at and, all, and guy right? guy who was, what, like the eighth overall pick? Yeah. Uh, who could be impactful. I know he's more of a project, but if he can come in and just be a solid defensive guard and playmake a little bit... I mean, like, you know how much that adds to a team that really does not have a true point guard. I mean, CJ McCullum, Brandon Ingram, they have a bunch of guys who can handle the ball, but they don't really have like a Chris Paul type. Or
2: EJ Liddell either. He hasn't played it on. He was really, really good for Ohio State last year. So I think they're pretty freaking good. Um, and I would, I said this on the first day of NBA basketball, the Pelicans are going to finish second in the Western Conference. I a hundred percent stand by that and feel way better about that take now.
1: Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I 270 and MD85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots, off track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise.
2: Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1 800 Gambler. Now, moving on to the team that we are really down on for the rest of the season. After watching a few games, we just don't think they're as good as we thought they were going into the season. Um, who's your pick, Gus?
0: I got the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, going into this season, I felt like they looked like a team. They felt like a team whose roster construction was built for a team that would at least be really good in a regular season. A team that I could see have an outside chance at being like a 60-win team. Not that I believe that they had a great ro- like a perfect roster, but just a lot of high-impact guys, which translate into a lot of wins over replacement uh, during the regular season. In playoff series, I didn't really like them. I didn't think they were going to go very far. But, boy, they've underperformed. I think I know they're 3-2, and two, but... Just, you got to look at the guys, right? They have three really key players on this team. They have Anthony Edwards. I know he had a rough first game, but he's going to be a superstar. We know this. I, I think he will continue to improve every game, every every time he touches the ball. He's a great scorer, great player, uh, and, and, and does well in defense as well. We got Rudy Gobert, their big trade acquisition, who they gave up too much for, in my opinion, but has been really impactful and really good for them, I think. But Carl anthony Towns has been really disappointing for me. I think he was disappointing in last year's playoffs at times. And, look, I think he's the third best player on this team, at least right now, the way he's been playing. Uh, you're talking about a guy who's getting, what, $50 million a year extension. Like, we're looking at, I mean, this guy needs to be a franchise-type player, and the way he's played, not just with if inefficient and poor offensive play at times, but for a guy who's supposed to be one of the best offensive centers in the league, his defense is subpar, and it's been subpar this season. He needs to be able... To be a decent defender on the perimeter and like you know be able to roam more and not he's not having to guard the big centers anymore because Gobert can protect the rim, he's got to at least put in some type of effort and make some type of impact on the defense side of the ball or at least not be a negative and he's been a real net negative for them so far this season. D'Angelo Russell's just really inconsistent and he's going to continue to be that way I think for the rest of his career and you got a guy like Jalen Noel who I think has played well off the bench but I don't know just losing guys like Jared Vanderbilt. And Malik Beasley, just guys who like are good role players, especially a guy like Vanderbilt who's really good defensively. I know they probably wouldn't have gotten bear without him, but I mean, you see Patrick Beverley as well. You just see like a team that really is lacking defensively, and I don't know. I just don't see their path to being like a top four, top five seed in the West, like I think they were hoping for when they made these trades or this trade. And um, yeah, I mean, I just think they've underperformed. Cat is the reason. If Cat steps up, I think they can be better.
2: Yeah, I think that Jared Vanderbilt looks so good for the Jazz, and they probably feel really badly about that. Um, you know, I really like um, some other guys in their team. Um, I, I'm i not that down on the Timberwolves. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be better than a play-in team. I think they'll probably end up being 7-8 seed. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs. I don't see it this year, at least. My team in the Western Conference probably coming to a surprise. Um, In the beginning of the season, I think the consensus was that the Clippers were the second best team in the Western Conference Um, due to Kawhi coming back, Paul George, and I think it was also consensus that they had the deepest roster in the NBA. I think this roster is far from deep. I think the only thing that's promising on their bench or guys outside of Paul George and Kawhi, I think Zubats is good. I think Zubats is probably an average center in the NBA, maybe a little bit worse, maybe just a slightly below average starting center in the NBA. And I really like Terrence Mann off the bench. Other than that, I couldn't tell you. I don't think Norman Powell is consistent. I think he's super inefficient. Luke Kennard, we know what he is. Roko is not what he used to be. John Wall is not what he used to be. I know his contract is really good, but he won't drop more than like 10 or 15 a game. So what do they have? Like, Kawhi's already injured. And when Kawhi is injured and he doesn't even start game one, you know Kawhi might be back in January and. Would you be surprised if Kawhi doesn't play a game until January? I mean,
0: I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Kawhi was out for the year at a certain point. If like, I, I mean, look, I hope he's not. I want to see him play basketball. He's a great basketball player, and it sucks that we have not been able to see him for a while. But and when, then the last thing he, uh, just, again, he just is the type of player that you couldn't see that happening. Yeah.
2: And then the last thing is, Paul George is nothing close to what he was a season or two or three seasons ago. It looks like he's probably just going to be one of those inefficient twenty point per game scorers. I don't like this team at all, and I don't think this team is going to be any... This team is probably on the same tier as the Timberwolves. I don't see them being that much better unless Paul George, Kawhi Leonard start looking like they did before. Norman Powell becomes a key guy who's scoring 17 or 18 points a game, and guys like um, Terrence Mann and Marcus Morris, um, they start looking better. I mean, right now, for me, these quote-unquote role players... Don't even look like role players. And their top guys don't look like perennial all-stars that they used to be anymore. So.
0: I I um, am a little... I'm a little... Higher on Paul George than you. I know he's had a rough start to the season. Maybe it's because he's on my fancy basketball team, but I think he's still a great all-around player and a great defender, and I think he I mean, will find his way. Dude, we've seen so many stars go through slumps. I know it's it's hard not to overreact after a few games, and he hasn't looked that good. But he was—you got sick, and then I don't know. I would give it a few more games before I really started to worry about Paul George. I think well, he's the other thing
2: about fun. Paul George is he like doesn't work out in the off season. Like his, he has no work ethic at all. Um, it's just somebody that, yeah, like. He wasn't the number two or number three guy for MVP running in 2019, right? Or 2020, whenever that was. And now I just, I don't know. And same with Kawhi, right? It's like this team was, if you looked at this team all healthy, they're probably the best team in the NBA. I don't know what's going on right now and I don't want to bet on them. I think they'll probably be on the same tier as the Timberwolves rest of the season. That's my take. Now let's move on to the Eastern Conference. Who, what team are you down
0: on for the rest of the season for the NBA? Um. You know, it's tough. There are two teams that I'm looking at. Uh, I think the Philadelphia 76ers are the team that I am going to pick here. It's, it's, it's really weird with them. Um, I also would choose the Miami Heat. I'll give a little bit of info for both. So the, the Sixers, the thing is, is they're really bad defensively. Uh Embiid needs to be super amazing again for them to be, you know, a top four seed in the West. They're one and four to start the year, and I don't want to overreact to that, but Tyrese Mackie doesn't provide anything defensively, and I don't know if he provides that much outside of just scoring, which he is a great scorer, and I really like him moving forward, but you know Harden plays no defense. If Harden, I mean, Harden's put up incredible counting stats to start the season, and they're not winning games, which just tells me a couple things. One, if you watch the games, he's not being as impactful, and he's so bad on defense that it just, like, their team can't can't bounce back. And their role players don't look like they're playing great basketball. I mean, I, I like a guy like George Niang. I think he he's just, you know, it can be annoying to other teams, but that's usually a good thing, and he... Provide some support, but I don't know. I just don't like their role players enough, and I don't like their stars enough. Besides Embiid, for to see them really reaching what they had hoped to be this season. And on the other side, I have the Miami Heat as well. The Miami Heat. Um, I think Jimmy and Bam are two incredible basketball players, but b- besides those guys, I mean, we're looking at like Tyler Hero has been. Up and down to start the year I just like If he's starting and playing 35 minutes I don't know if I can see a team winning A title I mean you Yes, obviously But this Miami Heat team I don't think I can see him Tyler Hero is just so bad defensively He needs to be a six man To be his best version of himself I think And He's a great scorer Really efficient I I like his offensive game But I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't seem like th- like they're necessarily better when he's on the floor. I like a guy like Gabe Vincent and like Struce, but I feel like these are guys that are... But they're not. Like they're they're, they're cool. not
2: NBA. They're not like good NBA players. These are guys that like... You fill in if you have an injury they're and they're quote unquote, okay they're
0: quote unquote good role players but what they really are is guys who were underrated because they're undrafted and now have become i think slightly overrated they're not good <laughs> starters or solid like sixth men they're like eighth ninth i men, think they I
2: probably think. need to do what they did with those guys they need to go into their g league program and probably pull out some new guys because i don't think those guys are nba caliber i mean maybe some of them are but um and also like Kyle Lowry probably has like one of the worst contracts. I did forget in the about NBA. Kyle Lowry. Kyle
0: Lowry has been, is
2: terrible. He was
0: so bad yesterday against the Warriors. I mean, like, really bad. He just doesn't make shots. He's crafty around the rim, kinda, but he's slow. He doesn't really get to the basket very much, and he can't shoot.
2: No, I would, and I would he can't I would, defend. I mean I, I just hate don't like a Heat fan right now. I don't think there's like anything that's redeeming about this team. I mean, like, you have three really good guys, but those guys aren't gonna win you a championship, and those guys aren't gonna beat the Bucks. The Celtics, the I mean, the uh, I don't even, like, the Hawks are probably better. The Cavs are better. Um, 76ers are better. The Nets are probably better. Raptors, I mean. Yeah, all of these teams are better. So I would not be happy if I was a Heat fan. For me, I think the team that I'm down on this year is the Bulls. Um, you know, starting 3-2, Io has looked really good. DeRozan has had a few good games. And overall, this team just looks worse than they did last year. Um, and they just, they're not going to beat these really good teams and they don't have a future, right? Like they don't have a good point guard or they don't have these good guards because of Lonzo. And I think that's what the, the piece that they're missing. If they had Lonzo, I think this is a very different team because they're terrible defensively. And I, I mean, DeRozan would have to put up MVP numbers again to be able to put this team in like the five, six seed. Um, and he hasn't looked anything like that when, um, Zach Levine is playing, I just don't see the future for this team Vucevic can get like 25 rebounds in a game and you can still lose by like 20 like I don't see how they're gonna do anything Um, they're losing to teams like the Wizards Um, you just cannot do that in the beginning of the season when you have all of this money put into Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and I don't see how they can go they have any future I'm really down on the Bulls even though last year I was so high on them
0: yeah, the DeRozan contract is great, though. And if he can continue to be even 80% of what he is right now, it's a steal of a contract. But I just don't think that they have a ceiling.
2: Like, what is Zach Levine? I, I don't even know. Like, he's a two. Is Zach Levine, like, a good two? <sighs>
0: I would prefer him more as like a great three versus like good obviously two. yeah.
2: I don't know if he's a. I don't. I don't know if, don't know if
0: this is my, this is the thing about the NBA is it's really tough to win when you're when when one of your two stars is not a well neither of your two stars is like a super duper Giannis Embiid, Jokic, Curry, Luca, Durant star. Yeah. And. <sighs> Then and I mean like even Jason Tatum I'm not sure is on this tier and But they're lucky because
2: Jalen Brown is one of the best twos in the league.
0: And they're both really good defensively. That's the other piece that you need. If you have two stars who are maybe top twenty, top twenty-five type players they have to be good defensively if neither of them is a super superstar. DeRozan's pretty good defensively. I think he's solid, but Levine is really not great defensively. Yeah. And I think that when you have a guy who you're relying on for 35 plus minutes a game, you just have to either have them be a complement to a really really good one, or if it's a one and a two that are both very solid, yeah, they both need to be good defensively.
2: And you have to have like the good three three and D players as well. And I just don't think they have that. Um, I
0: mean, yeah, yeah, I just I don't I, I don't know. They like Caruso's great. Io's great. Uh, Vucevic is just a stat patter. I don't really think he's that he's good not anymore. That good. No,
2: he's not. He's um, definitely not worth his contract whatsoever. So.
0: Yeah, I just I – I don't know. Uh, Daylon Terry, I really liked in the draft, and I think he will end up being a great NBA player. But, like, I mean, look. If oh, I forgot, just...
2: I forgot that the Heat, um, they do have Jovic, who they can make better, but he was so bad yesterday. So, I mean, that, that's off topic. Yeah, he's yeah. young,
0: though. I don't know. I just – yeah, in terms of the uh, the Bulls, like, I, I just – I okay. don't see – I. Gonna There's be, no ceiling for the Bulls. They're going to. Be, I don't see any path where yeah. they're in the Eastern Conference Finals.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. All right, let's move to the teams that we like. Um, I think when we were preparing for this, I don't think we have a team that's gonna like break out whatsoever. Um, I think like the Bucks, Celtics, Cavs, Raptors. Those are probably the teams. I mean, the 76ers, they can probably get better. They'll probably be in that top six or seven. Um, But other than that, there's no like breakout team. I mean, I guess the Wizards have played like pretty well so far, but they're not going to do anything. Like, get serious. Yeah. Um, What I do want to talk about though is how talented like these bottom three teams are and why I like them so much. The Pacers, Matherin's looked amazing. Um, Halliburton looks like he could be a one at some point in his career and looks at like. Such an amazing team player and such an amazing um, just all around yeah just team player. Um, you look at the Pistons and you have guys like Ivy playing really well. Cade looks amazing. Um, you guys have like Bohan Bogdanovich is putting thirty putting up thirty five randomly on a Tuesday night. <laughs> um, I like the I like the Pistons as well. And then you obviously look at the Magic. They have three really really good players: Franz, uh, Cole Anthony, and. Um, Palo Bencaro, I think these teams, they are so, so happy that they're losing right now so they can get good draft picks next year, and they see the talent on the top of their roster. So um, what do you think on these bottom three teams?
0: Uh, I would pick one of the bottom three teams as well as a team that I like. I mean, I... Like I like the Cavs and the Raptors teams like that. I think the Hornets are a little bit underrated right now. I actually think they're going to be pretty. Without good.
2: Lamelo too, they're doing this without yeah. Lamelo. I
0: think that the I think the Hornets are the the team that I would say maybe is like my biggest candidate to like be better than they were projected to be this season. Were they projected to be like a nine or ten seed though? <laughs> yeah, but I think they could be better than that. I think there's a path if Lamelo comes back and he's playing great basketball.
2: What are the like? Are the Knicks gonna regret? Lamelo. Gonna regret? Lamelo is the
0: type of player where we saw him have a great first season. He was very good his second year as well. All star. Very. I think he was the only one to be an all star from that draft class in his second season, which is stupid because Anthony Edwards is better. But, I mean, just look at Lamelo. It's similar to Ja. Really athletic and really talented point guard who has a great first season. Doesn't improve as much as you might like in his second season. I think that in his third season, he's going to take a really big leap when he comes back. And I think he's going to make the transition to be like a 24-8-7 and seven guy. And that would make the Hornets a top top 8 team in the East, in my opinion. They have guys who do random stuff, though. We got Dennis Smith Jr. and guys like Terry Rozier. Gordon Hayer has been playing pretty well. And Kelly Oubre can catch fire at any point. I mean, Except
2: for that stupid technical foul the other day. Um, almost, pretty much lost them the game because they, I don't know. But yeah, overall they look pretty good. Um,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I like those young teams. I think the biggest takeaway that I've had for those, so far from this NBA season is that there's just too much talent. And maybe not too much, yeah, I hate saying that- too much, but the expansion is going to, going to come sooner than you'd like and... It's going to have a huge impact, of course, because there's going to be less talent per team, but we're going to, I mean, look at the amount of, I could name 15 guys that I think are top 10 players, and then I look and I'm like, wow, there are actually 10 guys better than this guy.
2: To me, what's more important, honestly, is like, I think the depth and having like six pretty good guys is way more important than having three really good guys. Like, look at the look at the 76ers, right? Like. James Harden, Maxi and Bede is probably a top three top three players right I On don't a roster. think it's top
0: three but but it's it's it's,
2: it's so high up there though it's it, it's at least top five
0: Warriors have I think a better three I think like Steph Wiggins and whoever you put the Cel it okay team. but like
2: the Celtics don't um oh
0: the Celtics don't I guess Celtics don't really have a third.
2: Who's their third? Yeah. yeah I, I think they're... Okay, what, Okay, but
0: do you believe... Okay, I think Tatum and Brown are both better than Harden. And then I think that it's the question is, like, Maxi is great, but he doesn't play defense, man. I just... The guys who don't play defense really worry me. Yeah, but don't, he
2: tries so hard. <laughs> like, his defense will get better. Like, he tries so hard on both sides of the ball. I don't know. Um, this is going too long. Yeah, but I, think, I do think that the depth matters more. You see teams like the Pelicans, like... Like, yeah, they have good star players, but I think their depth is what's going to make them go far into the season, especially in 82-game season, because we see teams like the Clippers that are not doing well right now, and they're not going to do well for the rest of the season because of injury. But, yeah, that wraps it up. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow us on all of our platforms, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Um, Just click our link tree. Twitter. And Twitter. Um, Follow us uh, at Bay Takes. And uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you.